So good evening, everyone. Rested up. <laughs> good. So we're continuing our discussion of the prayers of Brahma, 14th chapter of the 10th canto, the final chapter of the Brahma Vimohan Lila. We come to text 3 today, famous verse. Jnane prayasam udapasya namanta eva divantisan mukharitam bhavadiyavartam stane stita shrutikatam tanuvan manubhi ye prayaso jita jitopi asitaistrilokyam In this verse, Brahma says that regardless of one's social position, so with some, in a sense, disregard for the Varnashram classifications of people and so forth, um, which is determined by their psychophysiological psycho makeup. <clears throat> Far from which is the Brajalila. <clears throat> Far above. Um, without regard for that, <clears throat> and at the same time, um, without regard for knowledge. <clears throat> if not with disregard for knowledge. <clears throat> Those who hear from devotees who are always engaged in glorifying Krishna. <clears throat> and as a result of that, um, serve him themselves, following the example of those devotees, serve him with their body, minds, and words. They, such people, devotees, are able to, to conquer Jita, the Ajita, the um, unconquerable, who is unconquerable, unconquerable by Tastrilokyam, uh, by anyone else within the three worlds. So that's the basic um, idea of the verse. And it follows, as you may recall, uh, Brahma's effort to explain to Krishna why it was uh, sensible and appropriate for him to be glorifying the form of Krishna, which just appears uh, uh, to the naked eye like an ordinary cowherd boy. <clears throat> and ultimately he concluded that um, that I'm able to see it by your mercy, um, this is required, and what it is is that it's not anything constituted of the modes of nature, like it may appear, and neither is it something that can be seen and experienced by knowing your atma. It's not. It's not in there, although he's in everyone, <laughs> in another sense. Um, 
and um, it is ultimately a form that arises out of the love of his devotees. So he starts to speak about his devotees and about bhakti. Mm -hmm. And so here we come uh, to this verse in which uh, bhakti is very much glorified and in the context of glorifying it, the paths of karma, jnana, and any other path are um, um, a perspective on them is given, I want to say they're uh, deprecated, but of course their paths in the Vedas are all have their place and um, and uh, to uh, think otherwise is a, is a namaparad, but nonetheless in comparison to bhakti they cannot afford um, any understanding of that which otherwise Brahma says is absolutely impossible to understand. I'm understanding something about it by your mercy, and this is what I understand. It is the form that corresponds with your devotees' uh, love. When the devotees were absent, because I stole them, as he's thinking, you turned into a super Narayan. That's what I saw when I came back. And when they were here, then I could see you as, as, as you are uh, standing before me. <clears throat> so, um, famous verse, as I mentioned, tonight's verse, because it also appears in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Um, and the prominent place that it appears is in the conversation between Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Ramananda Roy. There, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as you know, asks Ramananda Roy two things. What is the goal of life and how to attain it? So uh, Ramananda replies, and as he replies, he suggests different ideas that are embraced by uh, different people as the goal of life, all ideas that are found in the scriptures. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him that when you, when you reply, please support what um, you say in terms of the goal and the means by citing the revealed scripture. So I want to know the implications of what the goal of life is and how to attain it, as is explained in the scripture, where, wherein you can find out things that you wouldn't know otherwise. There are some other ways of knowing um, but they are not comprehensive. And they can't afford us, and the knowledge that they can't afford us, the, the senses under themselves, for example, the mind and intellect, that is uh, found in what we call revelation, the sacred texts, scriptures, of being a prominent uh, representational body of that. <clears throat> um, so, when we were younger, probably invoked this kind of standard, as you, as you may know. That, uh, it was kind of cute now that I think about it. And we were young in Los Angeles, and whoever would give the Bhagavatam class, you know, was like sitting on the seat of Vyas, and the pundits of the time were 
checking him out, you know, there weren't any ladies giving classes at that time, and uh, has he got support for whatever he says, some verse, you know, real serious, uh, <laughs> which is good, but uh, they still had a lot to learn, right? We, we, we did at that time a lot to learn, um, and that won't end, so we can laugh at this time too. <laughs> Pujapachitamurshi used to like to say, in this path, we are all students forever. And God, after all, has become a student in that school of dance conducted by Radha. <clears throat> so, um, of course, Ramananda begins with Varnashram, and uh, Mahaprabhu says, it's external, let's hear something more. And, uh, and then the Kind of like I say, where, where, the quiet, quiet uh, voice of Varnashram. It's Dharma, Artha, Kama, and Moksha. Mm-hmm. Don't want to talk too much about that in Varnashram. <laughs> it's the Karma Marg. It's driven by Rajagun, and and that means material betterment, material improvement, material acquisition, attaining a long life, a good family. Uh, security, happiness, friendship, and love, uh, uh, and so forth. Um, and when you weigh in on the mukti side, all of that be- starts to dissolve and seem meaningless, but you're still attached to it. So it's a problem. Therefore, the Gita says a person in knowledge should not disturb the minds of those who are attached. Uh, so it's a... Um, proscription for the jnanis. Bhaktas can, don't have to disturb their minds because they can replace their objects of friendship and love with, with Krishna. It's user-friendly. But simply to tell them to give it all up will disturb their minds and if they try when they're not qualified then it will, be, it will cause uh, some disturbance in the, in the religious society in terms of example and so forth. So the Tzodhisadhus, the Mumukshatvas, those who are longing for Mukti, they go hide in the forest, in the caves, and in the hollows of the trees, in the Himalayas, and we hear about them, but you don't see them much. Conversely, of course, the devotees are moving amongst the common people and misconstrued to be um, them as well. Therefore, it said, It's very difficult to understand a Vaishnava because he or she may act like an ordinary person, interacting with things of the world, that is to say. But their motive is entirely different. Hmm? Employing as they do and seeing everything as they do in, in, in service of Krishna and in, in relation uh, to him. They can have a full life, and that, of course, is our ideal. Goloka is a full life. When the inhabitants of, of, of Gokul asked Krishna what they would be in their next life, or they, he showed them Goloka, and they said, cool, everything's okay. Cows will be there, all our friends will be there. It's good. Uh, so it's a little bit of a difficult idea to understand, as you can see. The opposite of the karma marg that, that passes as spirituality is much easier to understand 
if we say form and name, name by which we categorize things, which is only a product of our mind, this is this, this is that, um, and we weigh in and uh, make judgments on the on the world, so to speak. Um, name and form, nam rupa. This means, materially speaking, that's the whole problem. So we can reason well about that and move people from the pursuit of illusory life to the peace and the trouble that, that involves the hunting that involves being hunted as well to being peaceful, sitting, contemplative life and so forth, but then to start talking about the troubles of of love life, which are many and the troubles of service, if you will the burden, rather than the peace of of, 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 of contemplative life then uh, it uh, requires some power right, to explain such things to them and um, so that's what we do, right? <laughs> so at any rate, um, <clears throat> um, here, as I say, this is a famous verse. So, and and when uh, the uh, Ramanand Roy is going through from from the different ideas, Arnashram to which is in the Karma Mark to to Gyan, um, and renunciation, Sarva Dharman Pratyaja, as the Gita verse has deeper meanings, of course, but that's the meaning on the surface. Many people interpret it to mean, give up the dharma, Mark, take sannyas. Sarva dharma pratyaja. Reject the dharma, artha, kama, and go for the moksha. Accept sannyas. Take shelter of me doesn't, you know, the way in which that is explained with that understanding of the verse certainly not as charming and as beautiful as as we find uh, from the Vaishnavas and the Gaudias in particular. <clears throat> because in that idea, the Gyan idea, uh, particularly the Mayabad form of Gyan idea, popular, the Advaitin idea, the Ma may come when you take shelter of disappears. So, anyway, I'm just bringing it up because this verse was cited by Ramanan with a particular understanding of it, not the higher Gaudi understanding. And Mahaprabhu was rejecting and rejecting. And then he, um, of course, I'm just going over briefly, he comes to a bhakti, a gyan mixed with bhakti. Hmm? Pramabhuta prasanatma. Na sojate na kankshate. Samatsarveshu Param. And what is the next verse after that? Um, they enter into me, he says. Anyway, he quotes the first of these two verses go together. He quotes one of them, and um, it. Um, it, it can be understood in different ways, but um, primarily he's speaking about, well, what, what the verse is, regardless, there may be different ways to talk about it, in all of them is speaking about mixed bhakti, bhakti mixed with jnana. Hmm? So the verse in the Gita says, Brahma Bhutta, let's take it as Baladev Bidibhusan does in his Gita Bhushana commentary, uh, this is a 
self-realization. So Brahmabhuta. Brahmabhuta characterized by prasanatma. Mm. As a kind of so atmananda, some joy to it, nakankshati, nasoshati, no hankering, as we said last night, I think we cited this verse. No hankering, no lamentation. Sama. Sarveshu Bhuteshu. Now this is not the sama of Sakya Bhakti, equality with Krishna, <laughs> on a much lower level. Seeing all beings as equal, whether it be uh, gold, as the Gita says, or a clump of earth. This must come in the fifth chapter, something like that, or fourth chapter about gyan and about uh, renunciation and so forth. Uh, same idea, Pandita Samadarshina, seeing everyone equally. Hmm? Um, so he has equal vision and Brahmabhuta Prasannatmana Sochidinakangshati Samasarveshu Bhuteshu Madhbhakti Madhvate Param. Then um, mixing in with this self realization, Bhakti, Madhbhakti Param, then one. Vishate Tadanandram, the next verse says, he enters into me. So the implication is, as we often say, um, that without jnana, then, with, excuse me, without bhakti, jnana cannot be efficacious in terms of delivering the the goal of um, Brahmasayuja, which is a prominent goal amongst jnanis, to merge with the Brahman feature of the Absolute. The other day we heard from Prana that someone had told her that actually Brahman, he appears to be saying, is not a feature of the Godhead himself, but his energy. Hmm? So, we should ask him which, you mean his Shakti energy, which Shakti is it? Is Brahman Maya Shakti? No. Is Brahman the Tathasta Shakti? No. Is Brahman the Sarup Shakti? If so, then all those Gyanis would become bhaktas, <laughs> because that's what the Srup Shakti is all about. It's all about bhakti. In fact, Nirvishesh Brahma is, is relatively, uh, comparatively devoid of that Srup Shakti. There's nothing going on there. Shakti is the movement that makes the Leela go round, that, that turns, as I often say, the, the, the he who is everywhere, Brahman, hmm? makes him move, nonetheless, and dance. It's a very peculiar, very special power. Hmm? Right? Hmm. Yeah, it makes him specific, makes him um, uh, 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 lovable. Hmm? Because without differentiation, uh, there's, there's, there's no love. Hmm? There has to be some distinctions. There to be love. Love is about a unity as well, of course, but both. So, um, uh, this verse, here we find of Brahma, is uh, a verse that uh, uh, Krishnadas cites, as I said, the way Chaitanya Charitamrita works, is that he gives a Bengali idea. He says, Gyan Shunya Bhakti. This is, this, this is the sadhya. Hmm? So this is the phrase he uses. Gyan Shunya Bhakti. This is the... Uh, uh, sadhya sar, the essence, the goal. Hmm? Means, shunya means without, devoid, empty, like shunyavad. So, bhakti without jnana mixed in, in one sense, is what he means. And then he, then he cites this verse, uh, excuse me, he had cited the Gita verse 
about mixed bhakti, Mahaprabhu was not satisfied with that. Hmm? Although it can produce a transcendental result, prior to that, there was no transcendental result. Now bhakti's factored in, there's a transcendental result, but still Mahaprabhu's not, not satisfied with that, especially in terms of its um, uh, relating to Brahma-sayuja, something very undesirable from the devotee's point of view. Um, so, um, um, Mahaprabhu hears this Gyan Junya, uh, and he says, "Yes, now you're getting. Now we're getting somewhere like that." And then this verse is cited um, as the praman for his his term is Gyan Shunya Bhakti, and this is what the verse means to him. Hmm? Bhakti devoid of Gyan. And there is a very strong here uh, rejection of Gyan as a means of knowing and understanding what is standing, that who, who, he, who is standing before him, Krishna, right? Which he said in the previous verses, not understandable. Uh, It is, uh, of course, he does understand something. It is a form that corresponds with the love of your devotees and dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam. Hmm? That is the, this is a, the essence of dharma. In this case, it's the prem dharma. And where is it? Dharmasya tattvam. The truth about this dharma is dharmasya tattvam nihitam guhayam. It's hidden in the hearts of, the, of devotees. Hmm? So how are you going to get it? It's hidden there. Hmm. Fortunately, it comes out through their activities. It can't be contained like this. And then, of course, we become attracted to them, which is what the verse says. Hmm. Taking shelter of them who are, who are, who have this him in their hearts, uh, and express it by hearing and chanting about him and so forth. Babadiya vartam jibantisan mukaritam babadiya vartam. Um, um, then, as I said, by following them and doing what they do, this is, of course, we talked about last night, imitation of a good thing is a good thing, sadhana bhakti, with one's body, mind, and words. And we find, for example, in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, the angas of bhakti given by Rupa Goswami. If we understand them properly, they are angas pertaining to the body, pertaining to the mind, pertaining to, pertaining to one's words. It's meant to be very consuming, enti- entirely consuming, no time for the band, hmm? or whatever else you might um, be distracted by. Hmm. Um, uh, and so, uh, this method, which is, again, if we understand sadhana bhakti, as we were discussing it last night, imitation of a good thing, hmm? Why do you shave your heads? And the guy said, well, here's Prabhupada does. It's kind of, okay, but I thought it was a great answer. So, um, I told that story the other night. Um, so, in a very, he's depicting here in a very simple way, because Gyan is, Varnashram is a big deal. What caste you're in, how you follow it, what, what stanestita, what is your position, in the society, it's very complicated. You got to follow all these rules, and you do it properly. 
you're going to get the results. And uh, and and they say in the time of Bhakti Vinod, they would say in Bengal, um, because Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, lineage and the understanding, the orthodox understanding of Gaudiya Vaishnavism had been um, kind of receded, and a lot of counterfeit notions of it were out and about. Uh, that the common thinking was that if a if a if a sadhu, quote unquote, came to the door of a pious Hindu uh, family begging, which is part of the system, the social, such a nice social system there. Nobody goes hungry. Hmm. There's a place for beggars, hmm. and 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 they're actually. Um, have something to offer as well, right? So the Brahmins were the beggars, or and more so the sadhus. Sukadeva is the classic example, right? He would stay at a house long enough to drink some milk and then lecture, um, give the milk nectar of the of the Bhagavatam, share that. But the point is that if if the servant said, "Oh," and to the wife that uh, of the house, there's a a, a Sadhu here asking for you know, for something. And, oh, oh, what? Oh, let me come. He said, "No, it, oh, it's only a, a one of those godies. So give him some fruit and send him away. There's nothing to learn from them. They are the people who have no caste. They're below the varnashram. I mean, you know, what's their position in 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 the caste system in the in the varnashram? We don't really know, which means they're uncultured." Hmm? And so there's nothing for us to learn from them. And we give them something, give them some fruit, and send them away. There's nothing to learn from them. They say, "I have no caste," and they go, and then they become. They have no caste. They are social kind of uh, misfits, if you will. Um, and in order to somehow, in their own minds, think that that uh, they've resolved the situation and more. They claim to be followers of Chaitanya, hmm? who's trampled on the head of the uh, of Varnashram, as the Bhagavatam uh, does. So they have no caste. They, I'm a follower of Chaitanya. So who cares for you people who have the caste? Um, I'm above you. But their behavior does not uh, play that out, so to speak. Hmm. Um, and so this was a sorry uh, condition in Bengal that uh, Bhaktivinoda was um, confronted with. <clears throat> um, um, but the idea here is that um, while Varnashram is, as I'm saying, a very complicated kind of social system and to be within it and where you are and whatnot is is um, you know, nowadays we find some devotees have interest in establishing the Varnashram <laughs> if they could only hear everything that Varnashram you know in, involves they would they'd run away uh, <laughs> um, and then uh, to think that well because people aren't qualified for bhakti we'll teach them Varnashram first Good luck. That's going to be a real hard sell. <laughs> if you could sell them just Chan Hare Krishna, that you could sell, perhaps. You could market that. All you have to pay is the price of your faith. 
वाले भक्त विनोद से Nice song, Nityananda uh, set up the marketplace of the holy name, right? And he's selling it only for one's faith. I forget the Bengali verses now. It's a beautiful, beautiful song. Uh, so, but to sell Barnashram and say, yeah, you're a sudra, this is what you have to do over here. And good luck with that. <clears throat> so that 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 uh, system's time has come and gone in Kali Yuga. As Prabhupada himself admitted at times in, in the scripture, Although at times his heart swelled with a big idea of conquering the whole world for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and if his uh, prema dharma prevails, then uh, then those who can't quite catch it, they would still catch the Varnashram idea. And we, so he had these um, shoot for the rhinoceros type ideas, but he's a practical person as well. So you can also find statements, therefore, to the effect that actually it's impossible. Hmm. Um, so, and important point, of course, is that as we're hearing here, bhakti marg transcends the varnashram marg. But um, uh, both of these varnashram karma marg or the gyan marg very difficult. The gyan marg, so much uh, qualification is required. One has to have passed through the varnashram, which is governed by rajaguna. Gyan marg is governed by the by the sattva guna. That's why, in and of themselves, they don't have the power to produce a transcendental result because their 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 power derives from the non-transcendental, from within the gunas. So, both of these paths are rejected here, but with a strong emphasis on gyan, because gyan is can be deceptive in a sense because in comparison to the rest of Varnashram it looks to be transcendental, spiritual. It's certainly going in that um, direction. Uh, but from the Gaudiya perspective, at least in terms of the ideal of of um, Brahma Sayuja, it's more undesirable than the Karma Marg. Because in the Karma Marg at least there's some chance to worship Vishnu, to come in touch with the devotees. If you enter into the Brahma Sayuja, then it's been compared to like a, a spiritual uh, suicide. There's, you'll have no personality there. You won't even know that you are there. <laughs> where? There's nowhere to be. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's a um, conscious, contentless awareness. Whatever that is, hmm. yeah. So it's like um, that's why it's been compared to Susupti, hmm. although Susupti is still within the world. Hmm. Susupti is deep sleep, like within. And when you go into deep sleep and you don't dream, then you got up and you said, "Oh, I, was, I rested really well." So the. The scriptural logic as well. You're remembering something um, um, that you were experiencing peace, hmm? even though your mind dreams were, was turned off and your body, for all intents and purposes, was turned off. 
So that means that there is um, ex existence beyond the body and the mind. And this is on the microcosmic level of your human self. So we, we are functioning in terms of physical and mental, right? There's a waking state, there's a dreaming state, and then there's the deep sleep where mind and body are turned off. Hmm? You're unaware of them, but you're aware very vaguely that you slept well, something like that. And uh, uh, so, then on the macrocosmic scale, this is going on. Vishnu is waking, and the world is manifesting, and then bringing it within. He goes into, and we all go into Supti within him. So it's similar to Brahman, but in one sense, the difference is you come back out. But for Brahman, there's no return, right? This trance is beyond the gunas. So there's no return from there. There's return from Jivan Mukti, the penultimate state before merging in Brahman. Excuse me, what did I say? There's, um, there's, uh, yeah, there's return from, in other words, you can fall from there. So when Prabhupada talks about falling from Brahman, the verses that he quotes from Bhagavatam, from the second chapter of the 10th canto, what is the verse? Aruya kuchjena paramapadam tatapatantiyadhodantiyushmanangriya They're vimuktamanena, avishuddha buddhaya. Their intelligence is not uh, perfect. They're, they think they're liberated. They're in the jivan mukta. That means in this life, their karma is stopped or is winding down, and they're not interacting with it. Their jivan mukta is big people, but uh, be, be, those the Bhagavatam says who don't respect your lotus feet, which means, what does respecting the lotus feet constitute? Bhakti. Hmm. They don't respect bhakti, then they can't get the mukti that they want. Hmm? so they can fall from there. Prabhupada would extend it because he was so uh, quick to make up, a, find a reason to to um, dismiss Shunyavad, Mayavadi, Shunyavadi, Paschachade, Satarne. Uh, right? He wanted to, so he sometimes would extend it, but theoretically, actually, you, you, once entering Brahman, there's no return. There's there's no sense of anyone to return from where to go, whatnot. It's a, it's beyond the gunas. So it is a form, or a formless manifestation of the Godhead. Hmm? So it's a form of of uh, God realization, but not one that's desirable from the devotee's point of view. So they tend to speak more disparagingly about the desire for gyan then they do the desire for karma, which is a backwards kind of way of looking at it, because within the Varnashram, this quiet voice about mukti is the higher end, and now you're moving to jnana and to sattva guna, and, and, and how can you say samsara, hmm? ordinary life, and, and privity marg, the path of material acquisition, chasing after things that, that don't endure, is more... Uh, desirable or a better position than the nivritti marg, having seen through that and giving that up and so forth. But if, uh, as a result of cultivating the gyan marg, which would be the case, you would get some scar for gyan, 
then it's more difficult to eradicate a sangskar for jnana than it is sangskars for material acquisition. You have to understand that those who have mumukshatva, a longing for mukti, which is central to the jnana marg, this is what it's all about, this is the root of it, mumukshatva, longing for mukti, I want to. I want to quit. <laughs> I want a vacation. I'm doing this to get it done with. Only so you should watch this tennis. You should get it over with, so that I can uh, do what nothing. Because maybe something more is going to happen then, <laughs> or something like that. So this is how it plays out in order in ordinary life, but for the mukshatvas, those longing for mukti and on the path. You have to understand that they have given up all the material desires. All the, this mukshatva is stronger than all the material desires put together. And imagine if you had all the possible material desires in the world together in your heart. You'd think, oh my God, what is the task? Hmm? Uh, but their desire, which isn't for bhakti, and therefore it's not favorable for bhakti, is stronger than all those desires because all those desires have been retired by the force of weighing in with your head, with your intellect, and applying yourself in terms of knowledge followed by or concomitant with detachment. And they're very you know, serious about it, going to great extremes. So they... They cultivate this this longing that is it's more powerful hmm, of a desire than the desires. Nobody in nobody in, in Varnashram or in the world in general excuse me, in general has all material desires. <laughs> they have some. <laughs> right? Uh, so just to make the point, it's very, very problematic. So the idea that first we'll do karma, then we'll do gyan. Then we'll get bhakti. No, that's not how Mahaprabhu taught that. You want a bhakti samskars by which whatever you could have got by jnana you can get, but not in a way that it will result in this uh, uh, strong desire for vacation, hmm? for relief, for doing nothing. If I can't have it, I won't do anything. Hmm? I'll stand in the okay. You stand in the corner. Okay, I'll stand in the corner. Something like that. Uh, Bhakti's got you. Got to get to work. Hmm? You got to get busy, right? You got to do things, hmm? regardless. So, it's but but properly understood, of course, it's a much more comprehensive solution to the problem of material life. Because of the material life, the problem is the enjoying ego. Then to just try to kill the ego. First of all, who's killing it? Hmm. Right? It's kind of like there's no self, but the self, but you're killing the nose. You know, who's doing the deconstruction here? So it does fall apart in some respects, especially for us, given our psychology and bhakti samskars and so forth. We just can't relate to that. So therefore, we know we identify with the idea. There's a, there is an identity. There is a self. There is an atma. The atma is just not just as it's portrayed in in Advaita Vedanta as, as the illusory individuality that space 
might have inside of a clay pot. Break the pot. Where's that individual space now? This is the idea. So the Atma is part of the illusion. So who's who's dissecting that Atma? What's left afterwards is where they go silent. <laughs> so no, the, the jivas explained in its constitution by Jiva Goswami as having a sense of I. A sense of I is inherent in the Atma. And so we can identify ourselves. I am the servant of Krishna, for example. We can destruct the false ego and develop a real ego, a real ahankar, a real I-maker. Um, under the influence of the Sarup Shakti. So, so this verse very strongly uh, and appropriately so, as I'm explaining, speaks uh, about Gyan. Um, uh, it's kind of a given that under the Rajaguna and Varnashram, you're, you're not going to know Krishna almost comparatively. But, um, you know, it could be thought, you know, somebody who knows the Atma uh, is there. Overtly detached, uh, covered in the body with ashes, person must be a person who would know Krishna. But of course, Krishna's not covered with ashes. He's dressed like a, like a coward boy, and then he's got these friends similarly dressed and decorated, and, and so on and so forth. So you see, this is a very difficult uh, thing to uh, to uh, understand. Hmm? Uh, now that said, um, we're talking about here uh, a, a step above Gyan Mishra Bhakti. There's the different types of Gyan Mishra Bhakti. So the verse of Gita Brahma Bhupta Prasanna could be interpreted differently. There are the Dwaitans hmm, who either are against Bhakti, some of them, and dismiss it as being some for, the, for the foolish, emotionally driven people, not for the intelligent people. Or there are those that um, incorporate bhakti into their practice, but um, at the same time think of it as being a product of the gunas and, of course, the object of bhakti, the form of Bhagavan as, as well, which is offensive. So neither of these two types of jnanis can attain um, Brahman. But there are those like Sukadev, like the Navayogendras, uh, like the Kumaras, hmm? prominent examples in the Bhagavatam, right? Who uh, had ingress of bhakti through association. Hmm? They were jnanis, but they weren't offensive to bhakti, and as a result, they attained. They, so they may attain, if it is their desire, Brahma Sayuja. Okay? Hmm? If you want it, you can have it that way. Or they may attain something more than that by relative to their association and the way in which their samskars are formed and desires and so forth. So they may attain, like Sukadev would be the best example. He attained, ultimately through association, he attained um, a, uh, uh, well, he's depicted in by Sanatana Goswami as, as a, as a, uh, a, uh, um, Sadhana Siddha pursuing Gopi Bhav hmm? uh, in his Brihad Bhagavatamrita. 
So here's a jnani who had bhakti factored in. But now this is the highest, higher, higher end. And this is really where this is going also in terms of how this verse is, uh, appears in Chaitanya Charitamrita because again, this verse is speaking about something beyond mixed bhakti, right? So by mixed bhakti, by mixing bhakti with jnan, hmm, you can get mukti. You could get mukti in Brahma Suja, you could you could get Shantarasa. Hmm? Hmm? But it, with good association you could also get Dasirasa. Hmm? Go to Baikuntha. Hmm? Could get better than that, right? In other words, how the bhakti is factored in. After all, Krishna also says in the Gita that there are four types of people that approach me, right? Those who are in uh want of um Necessities, uh, those who are um, in distress, those who are curious, and those who are jnanis, and they're the best. Hmm? So Sugudev would be an example. Hmm? He's the best example because see how where he went farther than the Kumaras or the Nabiogendras. So it means that the bhakti was factored in was more prominent, took a more prominent position, hmm? um, and ultimately. Then we find, where do we find Sukadev? We find Sukadev in Gyan Shunya Bhakti, in the full sense of the term. In the, as Ramananda speaks about it, um, Mahaprabhu says, Oh, good, Gyan Shunya Bhakti. Bhakti without any mixture of Gyan. Hmm? So, beyond, mixed with Gyan means, but I'm saying it means Brahma Soyuja, or it could also mean, in the higher end, Bhakti with knowledge that Bhagawan is Bhagawan, for example. In the only place that this isn't happening, that's in Braj. Hmm? Do you understand? In Dwarka, Matura even. Hmm? They know he's he's God, or that has a that has a play some play in their bhava. Hmm? But in Braj, it doesn't have any play, even if he does things like show himself to Brahma that universes and Narayans are emanating from me, uh, it cannot phase the coward boy's uh, friendship with him. Hmm? That's incredible to think about. Imagine if your friend suddenly showed you that universes and, and Narayans were emanating from the pores of your body. Hmm? Like Arjun had the experience, right, of just Krishna being one, this one universe being contained within him. And he said, oh, I have called you by various names, joking with you, sitting on the same bed with you, and oh my God, you're God. What have I done? So his Sakirasa was of Purisamani, so it was, a not, it was of the city metropolitan type of uh, love, not the, not the rural love, which was more intimate, like the coward boys, so it could be affected by a display of Aishvarya. Hmm? We find, you showed our Devaki and uh, Vasudev's love was also affected by a show of Aishvarya when Krishna killed Kamsa, their parental love. That won't happen to Yashoda, who saw the universe inside of Krishna's mouth. And in the universe she saw Braj and Krishna, she saw herself looking in his mouth and so forth, and she thought, what's going on here? Some Is there some ghost around here that's causing some 
illusion hmm, or something like that. And uh, somewhere it said, and a cat meowed and it all stopped. Hmm. And uh, it's okay, well, now things are back to normal. And it's just my son. So she saw that a universal form, if you will, hmm, that Krishna was the, was the whole universe. His, the whole, his body was, in other words, everywhere. All pervasive is an important point of the of the Bhakti Sandarbha. In fact, eleven or twelve of these verses ahead of us here in um, uh, Brahma's prayers are cited by Jiva Goswami in, in Bhakti Sandarbha for the sake of making the point hmm, that Krishna's form is all pervasive. Uh, he does that after using the example of Yashoda. Hmm, so he gives a couple of examples. And the prayers of Brahma, maybe the second the experience of Brahma. Hmm? Pardon me? Bhagavat Sandarbha. What did I say? Bhagavat Sandarbha. Right. Um, so, um, so, my point is that Ramana is citing this first to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He has, Mahaprabhu rejected Gyan Mishra Bhakti. He wants Gyan Shunya Bhakti. So what is this Gyan Shunya Bhakti? In one sense, we could go this far and say, well, it's the Bhakti that Rupa Goswami speaks about of the Vaidhi type. Hmm? In Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he speaks about both Vaidhi Marg and Rag Marg. That Vaidhi Marg leads to Dasya Bhakti in the optimum hmm? in reverential service of Narayan, or even of Krishna in Dwarka, hmm? Hmm? or you know, in, in, in slightly in, in Mathura, because it, it, this is a, an expression of Uttam Bhakti. It's arrived at not by factoring Gyan in, hmm? but by just by doing Bhakti, right? One thing, one point should be made here, of course. When we dismiss Gyan, we have to understand what we're dismissing um, primarily is Brahma Jivaikya Gyan, the oneness between Brahman and the Jiva that the that the uh, lowest end of the Gyanis are preoccupied with. Hmm? There's also another kind of knowledge, knowledge about the self and about Bhagavan, Tattvam. Hmm? Sambandagyan, in other words, which is part of bhakti. So bhakti is also a knowledge. It is said to be Rajavidya, right, in the Gita. Hmm? So it's the full face of knowledge. So we're not rejecting that. When it said Tanuvanmanobir, uh, they, they, they worship Krishna with their, their body, their mind, their words. They hear about him, everything about him. They learn all about him. And this fosters love for him. That's what they do, which is a very pleasant thing to do. Instead of sitting and thinking, I am Brahman, I am like Brahman, I am not this body. Um, it's rather like not a lot to think about, so the whole thing is about not thinking. Here's a full you know, plate here to think about Krishna. So, um, very, as I say, user-friendly in, in comparison. Hmm. Um, so it's a rejection of this Gyan as a way. Therefore, Jiva Rupa Goswami has taught in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that Gyan and Vairagya, Vairagya being the corollary 
of Gan if you know, then, then you understand what he means by knowledge. If you know, you renounce. If you're in knowledge, then you know that all the things are magical. They're not real. Does anybody take magic seriously? Hmm? It's for a form of entertainment. Hmm? But you can't uh, eat, you know, from <laughs> whatever, you know, uh, from it. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, so the whole world is, is a magic show. Things are here. See, see here. where is it? Is it under this egg or this tree? That's a, it's in the hat here. It's over here. It's a, it's a magic show, right? It's a tr constant transformation of, of the gunas hmm? here today and it's over there tomorrow and trans trans changed into that and so forth. Just like your dream life or your physical waking life, it's not any different. It just takes a little longer for things to transform hmm? and change. Hmm. Change real quick in the dreams. You can't take it seriously because nothing stays for too long. Huh? When you think I'm eternal, then however long I'm, the sun's going to burn out becomes a concern to you. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and then, as I said, to culture this gyan and 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 detachment. Well, gyan and vairagya are not angas of bhakti. He makes the point, hmm? right? So this is really what's being rejected. It's, we, it's not that it's some ignorance is being advocated here. Uh, yes, there is a divine ignorance in Goloka, that's true. But as we point out, if any one of those cowherd boys or girls of Goloka should come here, then we find, what do we find? Nana Shastra Vichara Naikunipano Saddharma Sam Stapako Lokanam Hitakarano Tribubane Manyo Shalam Nakaro Bandi Rupa Sanatana Rubigo Shiva Gopalako They knew the revealed scriptures like like the back of their hand. They 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 knew and they knew it also Nana Shastra Vichara Naikunipano they drew from all the revealed scriptures and wrote the, their own Gaudiya Bhakti Shastras and the fact that they knew the import of these scriptures in a very basic sense is also clear by what Srinivas says is that Lokanam Hitakarano they had compassion for the whole world therefore they they took the time to take all these these verses and put them together and teach what is Goloka where they're from. They came here and they thought, what kind of place is this? We've got to get people out of here. Hmm? We know a whole other... There's another possibility for the jiva. Hmm? Let us try to explain it. Lo lo locate our, what is Golok, where we're from, on the scriptural map. That's what they did. It's an incredible story, actually. Hmm? Uh, and, they, and for the world... Their only feeling for the world was compassion. That and disgust. Hmm. For, disgust not for the people, but for the idea of, of, of the rasa, vibhatsa. The disgust, Bajiva Goswami said, if there's any rasa in the material world, it's vibhatsa. That you, you try it and then you, uh, you go back again and do it again. And, um, it's never satisfying. Hmm. Yeah, excuse me whatever um, 
you may acquire, however you may mix it up, and and so forth. So they had their hearts were filled with compassion, and so they they wrote the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. They wrote the Satsandarva. They wrote Chaitanya Charitamrita, Krishna Skaviraj, and so forth. For us, I mean, we knowing this about their hearts that they lived only for this again. These people are worth associating with. They may not be able to understand everything they say and the way they talk about things. Maybe odd in terms of the way things are thought about now, but who? what is their character? The point I was making the other day. Why are they doing what they do? Only out of only out of compassion. Only out of kindness. Out of love for us. So we should give them a, uh, attention. And this is their labor in this world. So, so that place, Goloka, simple village, I mean, these are ignorant, coward boys. They don't, they don't even know how to properly sit and eat. Hmm. Mother Mary told to stop that. You, that's yours. Don't put that in a Christian's mouth. Don't. Hmm. But they're unburdened by Vatsalya Rasa right now. Hmm. Many restrictions, and they're just uh, having fun, if you will. And uh, Brahma's seeing all of this, and. And then, of course, you see Naishvari, so he's got to put these things together, right? Hmm? So, so when when uh, Ramananda says Gyan Shunya Bhakti incites this verse, what is he talking about here? Because, okay, rejecting uh, Bhakti mixed with Gyan, hmm? um, so to explain himself, he, he he then gives an example of Dasya Bhakti. Uh, uh, actually. Um, even before he gives that, I think he cites uh, um, the famous verse. What is it? Tatra lolyam api, tatra ekalam, Krishna rasa bhavitamati. Krishna rasa to attain life in Vrindavan, it means then. Uh, no matter how many pious activities you performed, it doesn't matter whatever else you've done. The only qualification, tatralolyam, apimolyam mekalam, is a longing for that. So he quite cites this first. So he's really, when he's talking about gyan, shunya bhakti, he's really not talking about vaikuntha, which could be construed as bhakti without gyan, because gyan's not factored into the attainment of that, as taught by Rupa Goswami, it is a form of Uttambhakti, of the Vaidhi type. Hmm? And there are great persons whom we cite who are of that uh, um, type. Hmm? And so then uh, Ramananda, he knows that, and so you know they need to be included, but it's not really what he's talking about. Hmm? So he, he, he cites... Dasya Rasa, and uh, a verse uh, about Ambarish, which would be a kind of Vaidhi Bhakti, hmm? uh, a higher end of, of that. And Mahaprabhu says, just say more. And then he says, uh, he, he quotes Sugadev Goswami, Krita Punya Punja. Hmm? Oh, who are these boys in the forest? That he who is the object of the the Gyanis, hmm, as Brahman, 
he who is the object of worship for the devotees of Vaikuntha, he who ordinary people think is just some ordinary cowherd boy, hmm? these boys are intimately playing with him as if they are his friends, and I cannot fathom what they have done, what was their method to get there, what kind of, what was their their practice. So when Mahaprabhu, when, when Ramana cites this, Mahaprabhu says, that is very good. This is Uttam. This is this is best. Yes. So what he's saying is that now we're coming to to Braj. Okay. Gyan without bhakti without gyan. Hmm? Good. That could include Vaidhi Bhakti. That's good. But but yes, now because there's no Sakyarasa in Vaikuntha. Hmm? Right? You can't be the uh, the pal of of Narayan when Brudge, when 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 Gopakumar goes there and says, "Hey, go Paul," and then everybody goes, comes with their weapons and you can't talk with him like that, Bhagwan. That's Narayan. Shh, we don't talk to him like that. That's God. Hmm? I mean, it's really like that. It's it's uh, it's a cool place, but uh, but Narayan, of course, he could. He appreciated oh, this guy. I'm only a partial manifestation of his deity, and my whole realm is a partial manifestation of his ideal. I feel blessed that this guy is passing through here. Can I get him to stay? Hmm? He wanted him to stay, hmm? but he backed off. Lakshmi appreciated it too. This guy is special, hmm? right? Go so. So, so point is, as we heard the other day, and this is one of the points of the verse, I don't know if I brought it out, that uh, yesterday's verse was, Ho bhagyam, ho bhagyam, nanda gopa brajokasanam, yan mitram paramanandam, purna brahma sanatanam. Brahma said, oh, how lucky, oh, how lucky hmm? are the coward people of Braj, because he who is the supreme, the full Brahman, not Brahman, but Purna Brahma, who is the full Ananda, not Brahmananda, but Purnananda, hmm? he has become Mitra, the friend of all these people. So, in one sense, what he's saying is there's an emphasis there on the Sakyarasa, which is his own ideal, and which is the prominent example that, that he's in the midst of, right? Hmm? And aspiring to attain, seeing the object of the coward boy's love standing before him. Um, and affirming, I want, this is what I want. I want what they have, what they, they, which is you, in this way, um, and 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 what he's saying in in effect is this is the land of friendship. As I said, there are four kinds of friends. Basically, suhrit, sak, uh, jiva calls jiva calls them suhrits and sakas. Rupa divides them into four: suhrit, sakas, sakas, priya sakas. Priyanarma Sakas. So, as I said, the Sakas are an example of Sakirats mixed with a little Dasya. So, Sakiras touches Dasya. Hmm? The Surits are Sakiras with a touch of Vatsalya. So, Sakiras touches Vatsalya. Hmm? The Priya Sakas are just pure Sakirasa. Hmm? The Priyanarma Sakas are Sakiras. Influenced in a different way, as I explained the other day, but by Madhurya Ras, which means that this Sakya Ras, 
pervades the whole of Golok. It goes everywhere. Yon Mitram Parman, he has become the friend in a general sense of everybody here. It's a you know, it's a feeling for appreciating the the, uh, the 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 unique position of the uh, Sakiras, and when that's why when Mahaprabhu was told by Ramananda Roy, I think the goal of life is Sakiras. He said, "Now you're woo, this is Uttam." He said, "That's the best thing." He says, hmm, "That's the best thing," which was really what he's saying is, "Now we have come to the full import of Ganshunya Bhakti, the full import of this verse." Hmm? which is represents Gyanchunya Bhakti, a land, a realm where knowledge that Bhagawan is Bhagawan is absent. If the Gyan is Shunya absent, hmm, then it has to come to this point ultimately. Even I mean in Dwarka they know he's Bhagwan. They know he's God. Hmm? In Matura they know he's God. Huh? So that's different than Mixing the Gyan Marg with Bhakti, but it's still there's some knowledge that inhibits, gets in the way of intimacy and in Braj. So this is the full then idea of Gyan Shunya Bhakti. Hmm? It's Bhakti devoid of, of even the knowledge that Krishna's got, which affords the kind of intimacy that he's experiencing there in Sakyaras. And then it, it it takes different forms of Vatsalya. So he'll go on to Vatsalya and Mahaprabhu saying that's really Uttam also. And Madhurya and and so forth. And so, this is the land of friendship. Even the Dasya, as I often say, is touched by friendship. When Prabhupada was asked by his disciple, what is his name? Rishikesh Ananda, who had been associated with Bon Maharaj and Gaudiamath for some time, and then came back in Prabhupada's association, and he asked uh, Prabhupada, Prabhupada, is uh, everybody in uh, all the acharyas in our line? All in Madhurya Rasa, and Prabhupada said, "Down to Sakya." That's all he said. Down to Sakya, <laughs> which means it begins at Sakya is is is, is the beginning of this, uh, the ground, if you will, of this whole idea. And it can go as high as Madhurya, so forth. But um, and then, of course, we're explaining, and there's Sakya touched by Madhurya, which is very peculiar. It's, it's a very peculiar type of Sakya Rasa that is uniquely. Unique to Gaudiya Vaishnavas in the sense that it's explained and brought out. You won't find this anywhere, anywhere. Who is Subal? What is this? In love, in any other sampradaya, this kind of um, uh, explanation and and you know examples of persons who have attained such an ideal that Vishwana says, pretty for all intents and purposes, they're as good as the gopis. That's what he says. Now there is a distinction, of course, and there is an excellence of the of the gopis and manjaris in particular. But um, um, this, anyway, uh, this realm, hmm? this realm of friendship, this is what this verse is ultimately speaking about, and appropriately so. I mean, he's trying to explain that realm, and he does it negatively and positively. He says it's not you can't get there by gyan, you can't get there by, by any kind of gyan. Now you know when we say no knowledge, um, uh, it's also saying that, that that just worship, just follow what the devotees do. Hmm? Just you know, as I said, if you can't understand the scripture deeply, then have use your intelligence this way. Hold on to the coattails of somebody that does. Hmm? Be you know, be dragged along. Just do as he or she does, and something like that. So 
uh, gyan is very effort-based. Our effort is there. Our effort is to get grace, to get good association. When we get it, then we just follow what they do. Hmm? Simple. Hmm? So, um, with that, we'll we'll close. She Brahma Mohan Lila Gilya. Question. Well, I think that um, that Bhaktivinoda Thakur had wrote a letter to Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to uh, asking him to carry to really to um, take up his work um, on the world stage. So Bhaktivinoda Thakur wanted Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati Thakur to follow and put to put into place extend what he tried to do in terms of putting Gaudiya Vaishnavism on the world stage of world religions um, in where, wherein it would get enough attention and then it would be thought to be, oh, this is, this is the highest ideal here, something like that was his kind of strategy. Um, so in the context of that, um, at the time in Bengal, there was as I said, this thinking that these Gaudiya people, they have no caste, so they just say, our followers of Chaitanya may be good, but these other people are not. They say they have no caste, and they don't, and then they just call themselves Gaudiyas, and they have bad character, and so forth. We can't take these people seriously. Um, so, um, um, uh, as a result, then the Varnashram system, especially its form of smarta uh, Brahmanism, which is kind of the religious expression of the Advaitins' mysticism, right? Um, the dominant thinking under that influence was that this Vaishnavism, especially Gaudiya Vaishnavism, was was questionable what to speak of being, you know, beneath the Varnashram. Maybe it has a place, but first you become a Varnashrami and so forth. So this, he thought, was Asura Varnashram, because in the Bhagavatam, the seventh canto, where Varnashram is described by Prahlad, Prahlad makes it very clear. It's not only the verse in the Gita that's, that's uh, that where Krishna says, Chatur Varnamayashishtam Guna Karma Vibhagasa. By Guna and Karma, one's position will be determined in the Varnashram. Hmm? Um, but it's stated in the Bhagavatam very clearly as well hmm? that um, birth may have a prominent, you know, a prominent factor, but one's character determines one's position in the socio-religious system, which is not something that's an interpretation that's understood by the uh, by those uh, smartas. And so forth. Who have the idea? You have to become a, born as a Brahmin, and in that life, take sannyas. Then you can get mukti. Hmm? So uh, disrespect then for the very center, in one sense, of Varnashram, because it, it really gets its life from indirectly, in a remote way, but still somehow pleasing Vishnu. Hmm? 
Bhagavatam says that the, the, the determination of where you are on the religious spectrum in terms of being dharmic is the extent to which what you do, sansidir haritoshanam, it pleases hari. Um, if you understand his position in relation to the other gods, then you know you, you get the point. But they didn't get the point, so so he wanted him to, because that was the social system of the time. He wanted to write through preaching, write that and present what is the position of, Go, of Vaishnavism in relation to Varnashram, that the public would get that straight. So he asked him to establish. Daiva Varnashram, the divine idea, instead of this Asuric form of Varnashram, that is a manifestation of Vaishnava Parat. Hmm? So, um, while you are giving Prem Bhakti and teaching about that to the people, hmm, then all these people in Varnashram who are offending because of their misconception of it, straighten them out. Tell them what the position of Vaishnavism is in relation to Varnashram. And of course the result would be what? People would take the Vaishnavism. There's <laughs> uh, uh, a mixed form. They could be Sanishta Bhaktas. They would follow Varnashram, do karma uh, mixed with Bhakti. So, anyway, so um, that's the context. And he asked Bhakti Vinodhaka to continue that uh, kind of work. And so Prabhupada knew that Bhakti Siddhanta was trying to establish uh, Varnashram. <laughs> That he wanted to do whatever his Guru Maharaj, you know, mission was to be part of that, to extend that, and then he had his own ideas about what that might mean and how that might work. And if you study what he said about it, you see it's an ongoing thing. He's thinking about it. How we do that? We do it like this, and you know, and he's thinking in this like big way, like taking over the whole world, and we would do it like this. And you know, he doesn't have a really. Um, uh, all written down, you know, plan and what it actually means, and he contradicts himself in places, which is not a bad thing, which is just means, he, you know, Bhakti said, the one we try to do this, you know. Uh, and ultimately, what he came to, it would seem, and this is what he lamented about, is that he wanted to establish rural communities of devotees where they would live in a self sufficient um, lifestyle and they would. Make their own cloth. He liked the sound of the weaving. He was doing that in Mayapur. It was very nice. We would stop. He'd hear that. Now that's a nice sound. Now this motor engine. That's not a nice sound. This is nice. It was very Gandhian. Create things that extend the work of one person, but don't put anybody out of work. So some some editing, some limits on technology. With a different ideal and understanding of what life's about in mind, hmm? instead of constantly tweaking the world to just make this one life <laughs> everything, you know. Hmm? Now there's there's schools that don't teach children in or try not to in any ways that foster gender sensibilities. It could confine them in some way into thinking, I'm a boy, I have to act like this. I'm a girl, I have to act like this. How they might miss out on something that the senses have to offer. Hmm? Um, I mean, it's just an attempt to 
get more out of this. If this is all there is, then okay, you know, maybe it's reasonable. You know, I could think of it like that. But we have a different idea. There's more than to, to life that, 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 than this. And so anyway, he liked that. So this is his idea. You'd have your own communities. You know, you live in the south here. They, they would, at Saragrawi, they would grow cotton. <laughs> pick it. Uh, you know, certain people would pick it. And then and then they'd send it, you know, to California and other places, whatever. And then they would... I remember years ago when um, Nuvern Dobbin started to make cheese. And they had these rounds of cheese they were selling. I thought, this is fantastic. You know, they're, they're, this, they're doing this. You know, so we get our cheese from Nuvern Dobbin. You know, we buy that over there. And... And then we, you know, we stay within our group, so to speak, and we'll have this fabulous community uh, of people, communities are, are around the, the, the country, and they'll be very ideal. And so, and you know, they wouldn't, you know, to use something like from Prophet's time, they wouldn't be wearing girls wouldn't be wearing them miniskirts, you know, kind of a thing. They wouldn't, they wouldn't be like completely influenced by the standards of the world, but they would be influencing people by their own standards of moderation in dress and, you know, whatever may be the case and so forth. And, um, you know, I, to be honest, in his own mind, they, the women would be wearing saris, the men would be wearing dhotis, and it would be like, you know, an Indian village. And you could look at it like that's kind of like sounds like the Amish or something like that, um, a little backwards. Um, um, and, yeah, it does, but... Is it really backward? I mean, what's your worldview, right? Like I said the other day, or some months back when I was here, I went to the Mennonites. Was it the Mennonite? Mennonite yeah. meeting, and I was very inspired there. And they had different clothes that they wore and stuff. And they were very, they didn't, they weren't involved in politics. Hmm? How much energy are people spending with that? You know, and it just goes on and on. They weren't involved. They they don't vote. They don't participate. They don't watch television. Hmm? They their ideas. We're living here to go to heaven. That's what we're here for. We're here to go to heaven. That's what we're here for. Hmm? It, was, it was very uh, 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 interesting um, experience that I had with them there. So, um, so something like that. Of course, now you know we have um, quite a bit of uh, philosophy and theology and to underpinning all this and so forth, which would also come out and books could come out, like books that we're publishing and so forth. We have these communities everywhere. Um, and and um, that was kind of his idea. And I, and I guess within that he thought, you know, there are going to be different kinds of people, so they're all going to be devotees. So while they are devotees, they're not Paramahamsas. Hmm, they just sit and chant. So they have a psychophysiological influence on them so we'll engage them accordingly some will farm and some will administrate and we'll have a different idea of divarnashram within within uh within the Gaudiya community something like that that was what he, what he was kind of um trying to do and um he wasn't uh, he, he, he his first part was to get the books out and get the philosophy and then to manifest an expression of it that would be compelling and complete, hmm? and that you could live in the world on this philosophy, you could live in it and live good, healthy, happy, hearty, wholesome, whatever. That's what he he wanted to do. Yes. Where can I learn more about the Um I'm writing a book about it. When it comes out, you can you can read it.
Suhrit Sakas. Yeah, a little history and what this, what this, what they were dealing with, the circumstances yeah. were that informed their preaching is very important because if you don't know that, then you just pick something out that they said, you try to apply it now in different time and circumstances, and it it it, it doesn't work, doesn't make sense, and so it's important to know. Yeah. All right, we stop there. Shishi Gorada Madhava Kijaya, Gorbakta Binda Kijaya, Gorbakta Binda Kijaya.